This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. This is Coach Jen from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Wendy Ying from Sarasota, Florida. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network, episode 2553, November 5th, 2020. This episode is brought to you by ProStride, American Driving Society, and Daily Dose Equine. Good morning, horse world. Welcome back, Wendy. Yippee! The, as Thank regular you. listeners notice, this is not Co- this is not Glenn the Geek. This is Coach Jen. I get to hang out with Wendy and geek out on all things veterinary and driving. Yay. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> our shows are extra long when it's me and you. Apologize in advance. <laughs> We're going to max out our ninety minutes because I can't we help. Have so but, much fun. We do, and I can't help but hijack the conversations. You get these guests on, and I ask really stupid questions because I have no idea. You know, I'm the clueless one here. They're not. Stupid questions. They're great. Glenn never listens. So <laughs> <laughs> he just tones me out. Just tones you out. And and one of uh, one of the people we chatted with earlier today. Uh, we've been recording uh, interviews like crazy for the past few hours for the for the driving shows mm-hmm. coming up. Was a chi- equine chiropractor and acupuncturist. What do you call her officially, Janine? She's is she a veterinarian Janine, as well? Like, Equine veterinarian, and she specializes in in uh, TCVM. Gotcha. And one of the things that she mentioned was how um, and horses that have pain in some parts of their body affects other parts of their body, which we all know. Right. So I was so excited. The farrier was here earlier today to do Nigel's feet, and regular listeners know Nigel is my not... He's not an off-the-track thoroughbred because he never made it to the track. He was that poor at the job. But he's a thoroughbred just the same. That's good. That makes him a better riding horse. He it doesn't want to run. It does. Yeah, he doesn't run. Um, but he's a poster child for poor hoof confirmation. He came to me that way. And mm-hmm. my lovely farrier, Auntie April, and I have been struggling for a little over two years now trying to get his feet to model better so that they create a more normal shape so that they can carry around his giant 1,250-pound body. He's a big horse. Right. And his, he tends to be foot sore because his feet are flat and they're, it just goes on and on. And the past four cycles, we have a five-week shoeing cycle, we've been doing something that's called sole gluing. Mm-hmm. Whereas before he was wearing a glue-on horseshoe, right. which addressed part of his issues, but it exacerbated other issues. So it was like, a like okay, this is better than nothing, but we need to find something better. And basically, it's just create, it. you basically paint the horse, the hoof glue that they use to glue on horseshoes to the bottom mm-hmm. of their foot like icing. Oh, that's great to make a little shoe. Make, and a it little, just covers the whole bottom. A little bottom. flip-flop. It makes a little flip-flop. And it doesn't use, it doesn't cover the frog, but just the sole and up around the edges yeah. to add sole protection and that sort of thing. And we have got, we have gained 
several millimeters of sole concavity over the past 15 weeks, which is more, right. it took about a year to get that much previously. Yeah. So That's I'm really great. I'm so excited. It's, it's, it's a crazy technique that the materials they're using are not designed to do that, but some yeah. farrier guy out of Australia started doing it. He, he uh, shoes um, racehorses in training, two-year-olds in training that way. And they found that the horses stay really sound and their feet maintain their shape. You know how racehorses are famous for developing low heels and sheared heels and long toes. And they've been really happy with how the horse's hoof conformation is maintained and preserved. So we thought we'd try it. And I was so excited. I was over the moon. It's like, yay! And in Florida, that's hard because we have such sandy soil. They don't get enough pressure on their feet. So they get real flat. They get real flat. And great. Yeah. And we had tried other more traditional methods of maintaining sole support with a shoe, Mm -hmm. which did not work for him at all. They made him really quite sore, Um, quite sore to the point where I had to put him on buke. It made him so sore. Um, So that wasn't an option. And we were just trying different things and different things. And this was something that we really hit upon quite, she was just, because she's tuned into the community who's doing all these great mm-hmm. off-the-wall experimental things to help the horse's feet. And it's so interesting now because we've do, been doing it for a little while. His posture has changed. Oh, wow. You know, when, when you see him standing still, he's literally yeah. shaped different. And I haven't done anything to all, him. all like hunched over and sore with his... Right. Like chronic sore feet. And I have delayed you much too long. What's coming up on today's show? <laughs> oh, on today's show, we have Megan Bench and her ponies. And she's going to tell us how she took on the para dressage championships Woo-hoo! in Tryon last weekend. Uh, and then uh, Kathleen Hake from the CAA is joining us with carriage trivia. And we have doc- Dr. Monty McKinterf who shares his experience with ProStride for chronic neck pain. Oh. So listen in. All right, Wendy, I'm ready to be enlightened with your product feature. You come up with the cleverest stuff. I know. Herb, herb, herbal medicines are really fun for me too. So uh, since we're talking about neck pain today, I wanted to talk about our herbal formula for neck pain called cervical formula. Um. And it's it's a great product. It does have some pain relief, but it's specifically for the neck. Hmm. Okay, so like you know, I talk a lot about body sore. Mm-hmm. This has herbs like body sore. This has some herbs that are in body sore, but it has some herbs that are specifically for the neck. And um, so I want to point out some of those herbs because it's kind of interesting. So the main herb in it is uh, Gay Gen. Is that's the uh, name in Chinese, but it's actually kudzu root. You know what kudzu is? Oh, kudzu, that stuff that grows in along uh, in every nook and cranny of Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Georgia, North Carolina. The, that's the first time I saw it. kudzu. It's everywhere. And you think kudzu, but um, kudzu actually has some estrogen-like activity. It's a, it's a, um, it has some hormone activity in there, a phytohormone. And our hormones are important because uh, they can increase your bone density. So like after we women go through menopause, sometimes our bones get a little porous and that's because we don't have that estrogen that we're producing. Mm-hmm. And it also protects your, um, your, your joints. And estrogen also uh, can relax the muscles and tendons in your neck and shoulders. Oh, I did not so, know, you know that. Like, 
Yeah, you know, right before Mare's full, they get like all jiggly behind. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. A lot of that relaxation comes from from estrogen activity. Huh. So, um, but I I love that it's kudzu because I'm sure, like in Chinese medicine, that how they look at roots in the olden times. You know, like kudzu is this vine that goes everywhere. So that's probably why they associated with the neck. Oh, you know, yeah. And then um, another interesting herb in there is ji shu tang, which translates to chicken blood vine. <laughs> and it's not chicken. It's not real chicken blood. It's the chicken blood vine. Chicken blood vine is a vine. And when you break the, the plant, it um, oozes this red sticky resin that looks like blood. And resins um, like, like frankincense and myrrh, we talk about that a lot because they have a lot of pain uh, relieving activity. So they have anti-inflammatory activity similar to like uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories like hmm. bute or banamine. Um, and uh, also what I thought was interesting about this chicken blood vine, you're like, well, they have all these other, other resins. Why don't they use that? Why do they use this specifically for the neck formula? This chicken blood vine also has uh, anti-parasitic activity specifically anti-tapeworm activity, which I found interesting because in the olden days of EPM, we used to use uh, tapeworm medicine for EPM, even though it's, a, um, uh, it's not a tapeworm. But we used to use the tapeworm medicine. It used to have some uh, activity against the EPM organism. And they don't even have EPM in China, but I just thought that was an interesting little thing that, that that's uh, in there. And then another interesting thing is the mugua, which is quince, quince fruit. Like, the qu ever, like a quince like we have here in America? Yeah, quince. Like, oh, I didn't know. Well, you had a quince bush in yeah, our backyard. It's, yeah, it's really sour. Yeah, it's very right? sour, it raw, bitter, nasty. You don't want to eat it, no. Yeah, so <laughs> most times you only see it in like a paste, you mm -hmm. know, that you eat with fancy cheese. That, right. That, that <laughs> paste. But quince is super high in vitamin C. That's what makes it so sour, just like lemons, right? That's mm -hmm. the ascorbic acid in there. So it's really high in vitamin C. And we know that vitamin C is really important for collagen repair. And collagen is like the, the, what makes up your tendons and your joints. So all of these things put together, when you have neck pain, those are, we have like instability in the neck that can cause your ligaments and joints to be tight. Or like when we're talking about, um, uh, when we talk about um, spinal manipulation, one of the things that makes you feel better when your neck gets cracked is that your ligaments and tendons are kind of stretched. And this helps, you know, the, the adjustment helps relax it. But you need to repair those collagen fibers and you need to make the collagen fibers more elastic, more stretchy. And so we know that high dose vitamin C does help with that. So, I thought that was interesting about, it always fascinates me when I try to say, okay, I need to see some evidence-based research about the herbs that I'm using. And when you, when you look, it actually uh, is a really good blend of the ancient Chinese theories with our modern day medicine. Maybe we just haven't found everything yet. Well, yeah, I kind of doubt if we found everything yet. So mm -hmm. Um, that's a, that's a lot for neck pain. Interesting. I, it never would have occurred to me that there would be something out there that was designed for a horse that was specifically going to address neck pain versus leg pain. I was just thought pain was pain was pain, but apparently not. Well, you know what else is interesting about these Chinese 
formulas uh, for equine is that, um, uh, you know, in, in the ancient times in China, the horse was so important for war, for agriculture, for, for their lives, for transportation. So there's a lot of veterinary medicine in that time, right? Because, mm-hmm. um, that was like your life that the horse opened up the, the, the territories and the, that the Mongols came in and you had to be able to fight against the Mongols. Like war horses were, were famous. You know, there's, Mm -hmm. there's stories about these war horses. So they had very, at the time, what was high level sport horse medicine. Yeah. Yeah. It was was something that was very highly valued because, so they need, yeah, that's interesting. They they put a lot of time and effort into ways to care for those animals using what they had available. That's very interesting. Right. And a lot of times some, you know, our formulas, especially for the dogs and cats, we extrapolate that for humans, but there are a lot of herbal formulas that are specific for sport horses, even from the ancient times because of that. Huh. Who knew? Well, there we go. (laughs) Cervical formula. There we go. Cervical formula. You can find that at drwendying.com. DrWendyYing.com. Now, DrWendyYing.com, doctor is abbreviated or written out? Oh, yeah. It's DrWendyYing.com. There we go. But you know what? You know what the great thing about having a name like Wendy Ying? You can Google me, and there's it comes up either me or there's this this singer in China named Wendy Ying. Oh, so there's another Wendy Ying? I was thinking you were the only one. Yeah. No, she's famous. She's this famous singer. I didn't. Well, see, there we go. When you when you Google Wendy Ying, pick the one who's <laughs> not the singer. <laughs> yeah, pick the half Chinese one. Easy peasy. <laughs> well, as usual, interesting and enlightening. And is as is our habit at this point in the driving show that happens every month on Horses in the Morning. We're going to chit-chat a, lot, a little bit about our horses' health, well-being, and soundness. And this interview again is brought to you by the good folks who make ProStride APS. And you can learn more about ProStride APS and how it is a great solution for your horse's soundness issues at omveterinary.com slash pro-stride. That's a whole lot. So if you just go into your Google bar and put in there pro-stride, it's going to come up. Take it away, Wendy. Well, we're here with Dr. Monty McInturf from Tennessee Equine Hospital. And he's been using ProStride for years. And he's going to tell us all about the benefits of ProStride and how he uses it. So welcome, Dr. Monty. Hey, thanks for having me on, Wendy. This is this is great to be here with your radio show and, and uh, talk about something I love, which is ProStride. Yeah, we're so happy to have you here. Now, you uh, have a, a very large sport horse practice up in Tennessee. And um, tell us a little bit about about your practice and what kind of horses you see. Sure. Yeah, well, great. Yeah, so in Tennessee, we've got all kinds of horses. We don't have the race horses. Racing is not legal in our state, but we have a lot of competitive Western horses and a lot of English horses. Uh, my love is the jumping horse. Uh, so the hunter jumper is what I probably do primarily. But mm-hmm. we, we deal with a lot of athletes, and we know how horses, when they're competitive, they get sore. And so today we're going to talk about a product that, I, gosh, in my 30 years of practice, is probably one of the neatest, most innovative things that I've seen, taking the horse's blood and pulling out all the good things and sticking it in the joint to help these joints heal 
and to help them feel better while these horses compete. And um, how did you initially become interested in pro stride? Like, how was this introduced to you? Yeah, well, so um, you know, I've I've been doing this a while, and I've got I've got friends all over. Uh, Doctor Ed Murray down in Alabama was the first gentleman to introduce it to me. He was on the human side; it was called mm-hmm. Instride, and and it came over from the human side into the veterinary side and was renamed. But you know, we were looking, we we were seeing these horses that were uh, getting um, you know HA, which is hyaluronic acid, and steroids put in their joints and. There were some of these horses were getting a little bit refractory. They were starting not to respond like we had them respond in the past. We started looking for alternative sources that were maybe a little safer and and, uh, taking the the horse's blood and spinning it and removing the platelet fraction and then amplifying that platelet fraction to release IRAP, uh, which is uh, um, a, a protein that helps to bind these pain receptors in joints um, really, really was a, a cool way of approaching it without using drugs. Yeah. And so I, I mean, six or seven years ago. Yeah. Yes. And that's so great because then you don't have to worry about with all these competitive horses, you don't have to worry about the withdrawal times, uh, especially with doing hunters and jumpers because they have a season where they're going all the time. They don't have a lot of downtime. Right. So the FEI horse, you know, you can't use drugs within a certain uh, period of time for competition and, and uh, the same for the, you know, A-rated show horse. So yes, most definitely. Uh, this is a way that we can help these horses without having to, um, you know, lay them up an extended period of time. I, I like to rest the horse about three days, mm-hmm. uh, three to four days after injection uh, to get the response that we need. So it's uh, yeah, it is very helpful, like in, in that area for sure. Yeah, and are there certain applications that you uh, that you found to be really beneficial over other other techniques? Like, have you since you see a lot of jumpers, do you do you use any cervical injections? Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah, um, we do it in in the SI joint, which is uh, you know is back in the lower back. Uh, we also do lumbar facets, which is kind of right in behind the saddle. And one of my favorite places to use it is in the cervical facet. So mm-hmm. um, we have, here at Tennessee Equine Hospital, we have a scintigraphy camera. And so we're able to to do bone scans on these horses and find out where they're lighting up and finding out where they've got bone pain. And a lot of this bone pain is related to our joints not functioning properly. So we, that's where we first started to find these, these neck problems with our scintigraphy camera. And now we're, we're finding them, you know, just on plain film x-ray and with manipulation, but instead of injecting steroids into these facets in the neck, Mm -hmm. like I said before, we're taking the blood products and we're injecting into those areas and we're having Mm -hmm. the same, if not better response just by using natural healing properties from the body. And the great thing about the pro stride is the people can come into the clinic and you can pull the blood and you can do it right there while they're, you can do it right on the premises. You don't have to send out the blood right. as we used to have to do in the past. Oh yeah, exactly. In the past, we would have to harvest the blood and send it off and have, have the tissue amplified and, and or, or we would have to incubate it ourselves and we would have to freeze it and go through a process that takes a few days. Now we can do it stall side where we, we take the blood, we t- take about 60 mLs of blood in a sterile fa- fashion. And then we take that and spin it 
removing the platelet fraction, which has a little bit of white cells and monocytes in it. Then we take it into a second spin and uh, we amplify those monocytes to release IRAP, which is a, a very effective IL-1 uh, um, inhibitor. IL-1 is a really bad thing that, that mm-hmm. causes pain. And this, this IRAP helps to bind those IL-1 receptors. So um, it's kind of the body's way of defending itself. And if the body could get good circulation to the joint, it can yeah. do this all by itself, but but it can't. There's not good circulation to the joint, just uh, good circulation to the joint capsule. So we we're taking all these healing products and put it right into the joint, right? Um, which is which is really awesome. And w- when we do our necks and backs, we do an ultrasound guided. So you really need to be able to you know take these products and put them right into a certain location, ultrasound mm-hmm. guided. And all this can take about thirty minutes. So like you said, it's a the time shaver and it's really stall side, which is cool. Right. And so what do the clients think about it? Are you getting good client feedback? Yeah. Clients love it. I mean, it, you know, it, it's, uh, yeah, I was slow to, to, to want to put it in all the horses. I was so used to using my HA and steroids and I knew how effective mm-hmm. it was. And now yeah. that we've seen the effectiveness of pro stride, uh, the amount of steroids I'm using on horses has dropped considerably and the clients are asking for it. So it's a, it's, it's a natural way of helping a horse, especially young horses. You know, when right. these horses get sore, you have to just be chasing them with steroids, which could have long-term detrimental effects. Right. Using these healing properties for the body is really awesome. Yeah, I bet especially for the necks and backs, people were really, you know, that might make them not want to do injections because of the steroid factor. So if they're getting a product that's from their, the horse's own body, that's a natural product, they probably feel a lot better about it. Well, it's, uh, it's amazing. I, I can tell you that um, I was getting about four to six months out of my, uh, my HA and steroid injections, and I'm getting eight months to a year, if not longer, with my ProStride injections. So not only is it very effective, um, it seems to last longer, which, which is also less invasive to the horse, the the less we have to treat the horse, the better. So Dr. Monty, uh, what are the most common places that you use it in the spine? Well, the the most common place is probably in the neck, in the cervical facets of the lower neck, Mm -hmm. around C4, C5, C5, C6, and the lower portion of the neck. The horse's neck really has to bend and bow when a horse is competing, Mm -hmm. Um, up and down and side to side. So that's probably the most common place in the neck. I also use it in the lumbar facets, which is right in behind the saddle. Mm -hmm. Um, That's an area, especially in jumpers, it really has to, you know, flex up and down and really causes some inflammation. And also inject uh, lower backs, SIs, sacroiliac with with as well. So um, it's pretty neat. Um, I really, really love it. I'm thankful to Al Manor, the company that makes the ProStride. And um, here at Tennessee Equine Hospital, uh, we've got it available at all our locations. We have a, a location in Harvest, Alabama, which is Tennessee Equine Hospital South, mm-hmm. uh, one in the west, which is in um, just north of Collierville near Memphis, Tennessee. It's called Tennessee Equine Hospital West. And we have a north location in Gallatin, Tennessee Equine Hospital North, and our main location here in Middle Tennessee. Tennessee Equine Hospital. So we, we've got ProStride at all our locations. We think it's the healthiest, best way to treat your horse. 
Well, that's great. And then they can also find you online at tnequinehospital.com. And so if you're interested in ProStride and you're close to Dr. Monty, you should give him a call. Again, thanks to the folks at ProStride for bringing this to us. That is Pro-Stride, the all-natural option for lameness. Check it out today. Congratulations are in order to my dear friend Megan Bench, who won the reserve champion grade three rider at the 2020 USEF Paradressage National Championship with her two Welsh ponies, Zoe and Worth the Trip. Megan is a multidiscipline champion. She won gold medal at the 2008 Paradriving World Championships in Germany. Plus, she has many wins nationally in combined driving with singles and with pairs. She joins us today with Katie Cadwell and Randy Cadwell for a Tremont training team reunion. Welcome, girls. Hi, Hi Wendy. Wendy. Um, Megan, I know everybody is so super proud of you with like what you did last weekend. Uh, you were up at the Para uh, Dressage National Championships. And like, not only is that like so super cool that you're like at the top of your game and like you're now like second or third discipline, but you're on ponies competing against these great big warm bloods. So how did you do all that? Um, well, we've been working at it. Uh, <laughs> we're definitely different than the rest of the crowd with my home. Blondie, but work. Yeah, so you have Zoe, and she's like that beautiful Palomino princess, right? Yeah. And then what's your other pony? And trip. It's the chestnut Dutch pony that I found on Facebook because that's where you should find all your ponies. You bought them online. I saw him on Facebook and I was like, that's a really cute pony. <laughs> and then, um, can I ask a personal question? Did, uh, did Randy enable you in this purchase? Uh, probably. <laughs> Randy, Randy, did you enable her? She, was like, she probably enabled me. I, I, I choose like, not to answer. To not pay full price. But I think she enabled you on Zoe, right? Zoe was also bought online, wasn't she? No, Randy no, Zoe. Me Zoe so. <laughs> oh, that's even that. Okay, now that is totally enabling. Oh, but okay, but to get back to the para dressage championship, tell us a little bit about, um, like, we all know you as a, a combined driver, um, but how did you get into para riding? Just sort of over time, um, you know, I had my pony started riding to improve her driving, and she was like a natural. And you know, I was like, "Well, I want to see if I can ride." Like, I want to see if I can show. Yeah. And then once I started showing, I just sort of like bug all together. So now I am like going to really big shows. So it must sort really help yeah, it must really help that she already showed. You know, she already had gone to big driving shows. You know, so she wasn't like freaked out about going in the ring. You didn't have to start from scratch. Yeah, although she did have a bit of an adjustment because she always drove in a pair of mm-hmm. going by herself. So that was a little bit of um, 
a learning experience, but now she's like, the spotlight is on me and everyone should be watching me. So <laughs> I think she likes it now. And um, what do you, what do you like better? Do you, or do you like them the same? Do you like driving the same as riding or do you like one more than the other? Um, my gosh, Wendy. <laughs> Sorry, was that too I deep? Like- <laughs> I like that, like the drive or the riding. I don't need quite as big of a support system. Yeah, like I don't have to have someone with me every single day when I want to drive a pair and load all my stuff. It's like here's my saddle and bridle <laughs> instead of like multiple carriages and stuff. I still drive that way sometimes, but yeah. for showing, like I only have energy for one thing. So yeah. I've mostly and been doing Megan's that. entourage. I know, yeah. Why? Megan's entourage, yeah. <laughs> Megan, what entourage? about what, what about the um uh tell us a little bit about the USEF uh about the championships. Like um you won the grade three, right? You're reserve champion in the grade three. Can you tell us a little bit about what the grades are? Yeah, um, before you start competing, everyone's classified. Um, basically, they test your strength and flexibility to mm-hmm. try to group people based on their level of disability. Mm-hmm. So, grade one is the most disabled, and grade five is the least disabled. So, mm-hmm. smack in the middle at grade three. Um, as far as I know, I'm the only person with dwarfism that's competing in paradisage. Pretty much in the entire world. So, oh really? Wow. Yeah. And there's no classification for the for the horses, right? Like you can show whatever horse you want. It just happens that a lot of people, you know, are riding these big warm bloods. But are you the only ponies competing? In the U.S., for sure. I think there are some ponies, but I think because it's gotten so competitive, it's moved more towards needing like the warm blood kind of mover. So mm-hmm. it's in some ways it's good, but then in other ways it's kind of hard to break in. Well, we do have your entourage here, right? We have Randy and Kitty and you took <laughs> Randy with you to try on at the championship. So Randy, what do you think about, uh, what do you think about the whole experience? Um, I have a great time when I go with Megan. It's a lot of work because you know, she takes many more steps than the rest of us, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, um, it, hey. it, it's a, it's a nice group of people. Yeah. And, uh, yes, most of them are riding big warm bloods now, but it's more their traditional look for dressage, but mm-hmm. both of Megan's ponies are fabulous movers. So, they move like the big horses. They're just shrunken down. Yeah. So, you know, when Megan gets it all together and like she did it her freestyle and, you know, gets over 70%, you know, you can't beat it. It doesn't matter if it's a horse or a pony. It's listening. Yeah. It's doing its job correctly. It's so, yeah. And by the way, I did yeah. not um, give, just give Zoe to Megan. I bred Zoe. I didn't realize that. That then, reason. Then, I thought, yes, she's too short. So I gave her to Megan. I said, hey, Megan, this pony drives. Do you want to have it? 
Oh my gosh. And so, Megan reminds me at least uh, every other month that I did that. So who's the father? <laughs> uh, a pony named the Keith. A very oh, nice okay. section uh, B Welsh. Yeah. Okay. And I had the mama. Um, so now you, Rand, Randy is known as the pony driving trainer. And yes. she also trains cats. That's why, you know, her mind thinks like that. Ponies, cats. Because I struggle with ponies. And I don't know about you, Kitty. Do you struggle with the pony brain? I've had to teach myself that how to work through the ponies. And because uh, my philosophy is never force them. So I think I actually kind of got along with ponies very well. Plus, you know, Randy's good at it, but I can get the job done. I just prefer horses. <laughs> so, uh, Kitty, <laughs> what do you think about the way, because you guys have worked a lot with, with I mean, obviously Zoe, because you bred her, but you worked a lot with Megan with the driving and you, you've cheered her on for the riding. So what, what do you think is the key to that success that she's having? Well, I think it was like a natural step for her to move into riding. She had huge success in the driving. She competed in open against everybody. And she is a world champion in driving. So mm-hmm. the natural next step for her was to try this riding. And, of course, it's Megan. We all, you know, we're a little bit overachievers. Fine. We are a little <laughs> bit competitive. Uh, you know, to go all the way in it. She's put a lot of time and effort in it. And I have to tell you, Wendy, you have to ask her about her, uh, you know, with Zoe, the Diamonds are Girl's Best Friend. Because her freestyle was amazing. Oh, my God. Is it on YouTube? Is it, it was on it the is. network. Oh, okay. Um, we, have to, we have to put that on the Drive Radio Show page. That's a perfect song for her. And you. Yeah, it turned out really good. Um, you know, Kitty, when you're talking about that, about how Megan, she just can like go to the, you know, go to the highest level. I, I mean, I think sometimes people forget, I mean, Megan, you were like a little teenager when you started driving and routinely kicking my butt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so when I, I was mean, a you, junior driver, nobody cared. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, and you got your first medal, your gold medal. Well, you got your first medal when you were a teenager, but you got your gold medal in when you were like in your early twenties, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're, I mean, I think that takes a lot to compete at that level. People don't understand like the mental challenge it is. This is tough. It's a lot of time and effort and surrounding yourself with the right people Mm -hmm. that will push you to be your best you can be. Yeah. All Um, about the team. (laughs) So Randy, do you go with her all the time or not? Not all the time, not all the time, but I I try to make it to shows that are important to Megan. She kind of hints around that she would like me to come. (laughs) Yeah. Cause you know, I, I know that that was part of why I had so much fun at the shows because I had you guys helping me, you know, and then Megan cheering me yeah. on too. So uh, I think, uh, like now Megs, I was cheering you on from, you know, my computer, but I miss not being able to see you out there, you know? And I, I think that might be, uh, something too. I mean, I know you have, I know you have new friends now, 
but don't forget about us. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little well, bit you more can always about come your... see me in Florida. I know. I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to have to come see you in Florida. Um, so we talked about Zoe. She's totally fabulous. Drove her in the pairs. And what about this trip pony, the one you found on the internet? Tell us a little bit about him. Um, when I got him, the um, girl that was riding him uh, was doing eventing, and she had evented him up to training level and gone to the American eventing championships and stuff. Oh, wow. They actually didn't have that much history on him. Mm-hmm. And I had found his USEF number, so I had found some of it. But then the first time we took him on, we were just leading him around, and some person recognized him and gave the owner my name. And so then she contacted me, and it turns out she had taken him to Pony Finals and the Hunters and, you know, done all of that with him, too. So oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So Trip's like you. He's like a multidisciplinary champion. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he loves the spot. So. <laughs> and um. So, what's the future for you with with uh with riding? What What's your next goal? This I don't know. It's a hard question. See how far oh. I can go. Um, but like, what's your next have, show? Like, do you have another? Are you Florida. like headed? You're going to Florida for the oh, winter? Oh yeah, Florida. Um, part of the winter, maybe. I haven't really like figured that out yet. <laughs> I should probably get on that. Um, but our shows are in Florida, so I'll definitely earn. But what about the answer to the question? Yeah. Okay, Randy. She is going to go as far as she can possibly go with Zoe. She is going to try to make any sort of team she can make. She is going to become a superstar with Zoe. But tell us what, what, tell us, like in combined driving, we can only go to like a world championship. But what can you do in para riding? Uh, Well, their next big championships is the Paralympics. So you can go to the Paralympics. So I don't know. I still have championships, I think, now. So, uh, yeah, that, there's a lot that, of stuff you can do. When they when they have the Paralympics, it's at the same venue, right, with the Olympics? Yeah. So, it could be Tokyo, right? Yeah, yeah, the Paralympics is in Tokyo. Well, Megs, you have to... You have to make the Olympics at some point because your entourage wants some jackets. We want some <laughs> Olympic <Yes>! jackets. <laughs> I love wearing my driving shirts at the Paris because people are like, where did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> See, your closet is going to be full of all these like USCF team jackets for everything. So, <laughs> well, that's really exciting. And, uh, I think it's really, I think it's super awesome that you're doing all these things. And I'm so glad that you're doing it on ponies. So go Welsh ponies. So uh, Megan, we'll come look for you in Florida. And thank you so much for joining us. In 2006, Daily Dose Equine was founded by Janet Geyer when she was searching for better feed options for her own horses and couldn't find them. 
Today, Daily Dose Equine's seven different feed and forage balance formulas provide all types of horses with the quality nutrients they need, but none of the fillers or additives they don't. Daily Dose is made with non-GMO ingredients. You won't find any wheat middlings or distillers grains in Daily Dose Equine formulas. Plus, feeds are flame-roasted to improve digestibility, lower NSCs, and eliminate mold, bacteria, and other contaminants. You can learn more about Daily Dose Equine at DailyDoseEquine.com. And Daily Dose Equine feeds and forage balancers are available nationwide through Chewy.com. Well, hi, Kathleen. Welcome back to the Driving Radio Show. Hi, Wendy and Jennifer. It's great to be back. It's been a busy fall season. How about for you guys? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you can't really go far, but you can still have fun with the horses. <laughs> Absolutely. There's been a lot of people out and driving and enjoying the trails and um, just being able to get out. And one of the nice things about driving is we do, of course, with the distance between the carriages, get our social distancing in no problem. That's right. And so we actually had three auditors join up at, out in uh, California at the Clay Station Fall Classic, which is fantastic. Um, Sharon Silva, Nana Erickson, and Lilla Hewitt were out there and got to meet. And it was Nana's first driving show, I believe. Oh, great. What a fun group of girls. Ding, 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 yeah. Ding, ding, show. Ding, Absolutely. And then on the west or excuse me that was the west coast on the east coast over here in kentucky we had a what was started out as a tandem clinic and kind of did a little bit of everything with charlie poppy and david saunders oh fun and david was actually the clinician i should say and then charlie helped plan it and uh lynn papa came down from michigan to join us and um so that was exciting there was four of us there that have participated in the show and, and yeah. were supporters. So Lynn, you're great. hitting the trifecta with Charlie Poppy, uh, David Saunders and Kathleen. Yes. She's great. getting ready to get a new horse. So she's checking everything out. Oh boy. More new it. horse stories. Yay. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have to ask you something. Yes. Was Charlie driving the ponies tandem? You know, actually Charlie did not. Everybody else did. So we drove, um, we had a couple of people there that drove single. We actually put them together into a unicorn for the oh, first fun. time with those three. Yeah. And uh, I think four people drove them as a uh, unicorn hitch, which is the two in the back and one in the front. Mm -hmm. And then they were also in a tandem configuration. And uh, I think we had three tandems there. We had three tandems, two pairs, and a couple of singles. The reason so, I asked about Charlie is because he has those fancy show hackneys. He does. So driving a tandem of show hackneys is like the ultimate in adrenaline rush, I think. <laughs> like hurting cats? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, it's like driving it's like driving prancy cats. Yes. And, like and they did disaster, fantastic. But it looks super cool. Yes. Um <laughs> They really did. They settled in and they were like, oh, this is what we're doing. And um, they're very responsive. So you, you do have to learn how to drive properly with that type of thing. <laughs> uh, and so they were, but they were very good. And uh, even when, so when, when you're driving either tandem or three abreast or three a unicorn, 
they have the possibility of coming literally back around and saying hello to you while you're up on the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. And that occasionally happens either because the horse becomes confused or because you as the driver made a boo-boo. And And that's easy to do tandem. It is. It is so easy. But Charlie's horses have a lot of experience. So when that happens, they're very calm about it. They just are like, somebody got confused and they look at you and they're like, okay, we're going to straighten you back out. And they're like, oh, okay, no problem. And just move right back over where you want them to go. And off you go again. And it's, uh, so it's no big deal for them. And, and, uh, which is really nice to, you know, that they're well-trained like that. So, you know, I always say that's the only reason I did so much stuff with my horses, like was able to do tandem and four in hand is because my, Horses are saints, these Welsh cob crosses, Duke and Dante, because Duke would get all tangled up in the traces, you know, when I was learning. And he would be like, oh, I'm stuck. And he would just stand there until I unwrapped him. Absolutely. We had two sets of uh, Welsh uh, ponies there. Um, and they did well, did, did very well. And the same type thing, though, you know, if you get confused, they're just kind of like, this is not an emergency. We will yeah. stand here and just think about this yeah. until you get your act <laughs> together. And <laughs> yeah, this is not our error. This is your error. You fix it. <laughs> that's exactly actually that's exactly what they're saying. Oh, that's I, great. Well, I'm glad I loved it. The one turned time. around and looked at the driver and was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what happens when you first start out. And that's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, so we have some trivia questions today and that's, that's right. the first one is tied in with our tandem. So we'll get you going now. And let me ask you something quick about your trivia. Yes. Um, uh, this is kind of pertaining to the CAA. Uh, you do some Friday night webinars and things like that. So did you, didn't you do some tandem on the webinar? So, yes. So, um, CAA members are invited, uh, to our monthly Friday night webinars. And so we have experts come in and speak on those. And um, those are the third Friday of each month. Mm-hmm. For the for everyone, we do um, a book club. We just finished a six-week run of that. And that's on Thursdays at 2. And if you're interested, you can go back and um, see that on Facebook in our video section. And then periodically, usually after we get done with the book club, mm-hmm. we run trivia nights. Oh, and fun. So that's often, open to everybody. Yes. And we oh, run them great. on Facebook. Uh, a week ago, Thursday, we did uh, fairy tales and horror stories. <laughs> so everything was, was themed along that lines. Yeah. And we had a really good time. Uh, so people have really been enjoying the uh, trivia. And, and we try to make it fun. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's meant to be a little challenging, but yet be educational and fun at the same time and, and make you think about things in a, in a different way, maybe. So now I did bring a pen and paper so that I could maybe keep score. Um, but we, we will, Oh no, we're competing. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not sure. We'll, we'll see how, how Jen goes, but bragging rights is what this is all about. I don't think you have anything to worry about, Wendy. Uh, I'm just telling you, bragging rights. I'm a, I'm a combined driver. I don't know all these little bits and bobs. Oh, I think you'll, you'll know at least half of these. I know I have confidence. So are you ready for the first one? Ready. We're ready. All right. What does it mean to say tandem with bars? A, 
the driver has been stopping at bars along the route. B, they are used as a leader, or excuse me, they are using a leader bar while driving a tandem. Or C, they are using long traces while driving a tandem. Tandem bars. I think, what do you think, Jen? I think tandem bars are the complete fiber nutrition solution, and they come in caramel flavor, (laughs) according to Google. Um, How they apply to driving. I'm going to take a while. Technically, they have fiber involved. (laughs) There we go. I'm going to go with B. Yes. Good job. Yay, me. I so want it to be the tandem bar bar so you could stop in at the bar. Well, see, that I, I wasn't go f- going for the answer I wanted. I was going for the one that I thought might be correct. Oh, I see. see. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, though, I hadn't thought about that. If I use that question again, I may use the whole bar, like food bar, because there is technically fiber in that wood bar. That's true. A uh, leader bar. <laughs> <laughs> so the leader bar, so the tandem bar is like... um so with well, we, long most traces, people drive tandem with the long traces, like right. you were saying. But the bar is like a little single tree that's yeah. attached to the wheeler. Right. So with the long traces, it's just the traces. There's nothing else between the horses. And with a leader bar, there's actually a wooden bar that goes in between. And a, um, that hooks onto the wheeler, which is the closest to the vehicle, his um, collar, and then... So there's just a little bit more space in between them and things like that. Um, one's a little bit more formal than the other. So Yeah. And now, sometimes the, the one, if you use leader bars, it won't. Like some horses get pulled over if you kind of don't articulate your turn properly. So that's another good positive thing about using leader bars. But some, like my little wheeler did not like the bar at all. He hated it. So I couldn't, I was trying to use that in dressage to make myself look more fancy, but it backfired horribly. <laughs> <laughs> so what would be the advantage if you're using a leader bar and for, I will paint the picture for the non-drivers listening, is the, it's the short piece of usually wood that normally, if you would look at it, your average hitch it would be that little bar that you see right behind the horse's hocks that's closest to the carriage. That's where you would see mm-hmm. it. And it, what it does right. is it connects to the horse, the first horse, the horse closest to the wheels. The leader bar connects to by a very short piece of swivel um, to his, his collar. So it's basically yeah. just about the level of the points of his shoulders. And it attaches there and then in turn attaches to the traces to the guy in front. Is, does that affect how the horse perceives the traces on his sides or for like, would it help a horse that was having difficulty with, with his turns? Like you said, you articulating your turns. Does that make it easier for the horse to understand the driver? That's maybe less than experienced if he's wearing a leader bar. It should not make a difference whether you're experienced or not. Um, it's six, one half and doesn't the other, as far as that type of thing it does come down to being more formal and, and so it ties into your vehicle. It also, um, so it gives you, if you have short traces and let's say for whatever reason, you're going on a road that's not very wide, then you can 
use the vehicle or the traces that you would normally have used to oh, your vehicle. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's also a great idea. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. give you, put the horse in front, attach this, and it gives you more length. Gotcha. Um, because one of the things that we saw this weekend in, in, is that we had a set of uh, horses that have been going as a tandem for a while, but they're not going as a good tandem. And so mm-hmm. one of the things that David did was get a different set of traces that extended it out and gave them another maybe eight inches or so. And the, they were just so much happier <laughs> because uh, at the end of the day, the wheeler horse's view doesn't change. The horse in front has yeah. the good view. And the, if the horse that's in the front is too close to the wheeler, all the wheeler does is literally stick his nose on that horse's tail. And so by moving them out and giving them more space, a lot of times they're much more comfortable. There's not any as much interaction. Well, I would think um, that the, the wheeling, the wheeler would be much more prone to moving forward. If he doesn't have his nose in the guy's tail in front of him, he's going to move forward into the bridle a little more happily. I would they think. all yeah. seem to be much happier that yeah. way. <laughs> but like my guy, he didn't like the swinging of the bar and right. Right. On his right, chest. Right. Yeah. So like when I was trying to do voice. it for dressage, he like, just like hollowed his back and stuck his like, head up. No, like I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> so that didn't help me, but you know, it, it can be helpful. It's just, you know how horses are. They like one thing or another. If they're used to being wheelers in the foreign hand, they're totally used to that bar. Right. Yes. But right. this guy was my leader in the foreign hand. So in most like, horses, it's not a big issue for, I mean, there's some that don't like it, but they, they took these like with the unicorn hitch. So you also use that same type of bar and they put that on. They went out and drove the pair with it on, on the front of them for like five minutes. And then they were ready to hook because oh, they, they were just like, Oh, okay. That's there. And that's the noise that it makes. And other than that is no big deal. So there we go. Um, all right. We're ready for the next one. All right. Bippity boppity boo. Cinderella's carriage is pulled by four horses being driven in what configuration? A, unicorn, B, foreign hand, or C, diamond? How many horses? I don't know. I don't know. The Cinderella's carriage is pulled by four that used to be mice. Jen, come on. You're a Disney person. Well, I I don't know what the words are. It's It's the plain old, plain old. So that would probably be B, foreign hand. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. Do I get half credit because I, I didn't know what it was called? <laughs> I thought that was a trick question. <laughs> well, so uh, some people went I for the unicorn. Yes, yesterday. Yeah, and, and the unicorn is three horses, so we can we can take that one out. Mm-hmm. A diamond, particularly Gloria Austin's diamond, is four horses, but it's one horse out in the very front, followed by two horses. And then a single horse to the carriage. And it wow. takes a little bit more experience to drive. And realistically, Cinderella's coachman used to be a horse, you know, so he probably wasn't experienced enough as a coachman to drive a diamond. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and by the way, the, 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 um, the Walt Disney World version doesn't have a four, mm-hmm. it has a six. Oh. Because they could. Because it's Disney, yeah. you know? If you've got six ponies, use Mice them. are cheap. Mice are well, cheap. <laughs> and so in, in London, the only one that can be pulled by a six is the queen. Really? Did not know that. Yeah, I learned that trivia the other day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. 
I didn't know that either. Even if yeah, there mice? was a whole deal with a coachman that was driving six mules that the uh, a, a Bobby pulled over and they got into a discussion about it. And um, he was he said that he was in the right because they were six mules and not six or was he driving eight? Whatever it was, it was more than more than four. And um, it was because he was driving mules and not horses, and therefore he should be fine. Well, there you go. I, I'm on his side. <laughs> Me too. That was a question the other day that came up on our Facebook page. So. There we go. Next. All right. This next one is a little hard. little hard. This type of wood was favored as a whip handle by drivers in the American West. They could be buried in axle grease or manure pile, to make them more flexible. A, oak, B, hickory, or C, elm. <laughs> what are you going with, Wendy? I have no idea. But I don't want a whip that I've been buried in, that I've buried in manure. Or axle grease. Yes. Well, I, 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 I'm I going like, with hickory. You hickory? are right. We, you are right, but wow. see, remember we, we talked about the manure king a couple of months ago. So, oh yeah, like hey, this ties back into him, yeah. So, but hickory is what what that uh, type of wood was. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah, those are great trivia questions, Kathleen. Thank you so much. <laughs> All fun. right, here's the next one, and then we'll we'll consider oh, this probably our last one. <clears throat> The scariest thing that can happen to a carriage driver is the bridle coming off. What piece of equipment can help prevent that? A, gullet strap, B, breeching, or C, ear bonnet. What do you think, Jen? The piece of equipment that can help keep that from happening is having the horse wife tack up the pony, not the horse husband. (laughs) That's what, that's what it is. No comment uh, there. No comment. I know what this is because Wendy told us to get one. <laughs> yeah. It's a gullet strap. She said, you need to have one of those. That pony's going to scratch his head. Well, Absolutely. he has such cute little pony ears. Teensy, weensy, itsy, bitsy pony ears. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I think uh, Jen probably takes that. Do you? Would I you like one more? Or you think we, we're... I one think more. Jen takes kind of one more. One okay, yeah, let's do I one pro- more. I promise not to hijack this one. Okay. No, you can, no you, we, we talked about this, but it's been been quite a while. So early mail coaches would carry packages of all types. That is, except for one item. And what item would that be? It's is it A prisoners, B skeletons, or C fish? <laughs> Go for it, Wendy. We talked about this. We did. Uh... We did. I'm going to say skeletons. Jen, do you want to guess? (laughs) Skeletons, fish, or prisoners? I'm going to go with prisoners. It was actually fish. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. They would transfer for uh, transport prisoners on the rooftops and they would handcuff them to the railing. So you can imagine that was a fun ride. And they would take skeletons, you know, body snatching back then was pretty popular and, uh, or I shouldn't say popular, pretty common. (laughs) Lucrative business. Lucrative. Yes. That's, that's a good word. And, and they could deal with that, but fish is where they drew the line. Oh God. I love this trivia thing. I'm going to be, I'm going to be visiting you on Thursdays. 
Yes. Uh, so, yeah, we've actually just finished up our, our round of, of um, book club. So we won't be starting again until after I finish this edition of the Carish Journal. Oh, okay. uh, that's kind of how they run. And uh, when I get busy with the Carish Journal, we, we put that off for a little while. But we will be starting back up at, in probably January again with it. But we've been doing it all year, ever since COVID started. And we've been having a blast with it. Oh, good. So that's at caaonline.com. Yep, that's our website, caaonline.com. And our all this trivia is available. You can watch the videos at any time. And that is on our Facebook page at Carriage Association of America. So. All right. Thanks, Kathleen. We Thanks, look forward Kathleen. to awesome. seeing you next month. All right. And congratulations, Jen. I think you took that trophy home on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I win the Cupid doll. Kicked my butt. Masterclass in interviewing a group of crazy driving competitors, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> I learn every time I talk. You, you talk to those ladies. I listen to the driving show every month. Every time you talk to those ladies, I learn something new. That's like a, know. you know mind blowing moment. So once again, They're a fabulous, fascinating people, fascinating people, and and so energetic and positive and all that kind of stuff. So tune in next month, everybody, on the first. T- Thursday of the month to hear Wendy and usually Glenn chat about all things driving and all sorts of great TCVM things as well. That was another interesting tip. Didn't know all that stuff. So uh, mm-hmm. to find out more about uh, today's topics, links to guests, etc., go to horsesinthemorning.com. This is episode 2553. And you can follow us on Facebook if you haven't done that already. Facebook page is Horses in the Morning. We're also on Twitter. Our handle there is Horse Radio. And you can have all of the Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go by downloading the free Horse Radio Network app for your iPhone or your Android. Where do they go to download the app, Wendy? They can go to the (laughs) App Store and search Horse Radio Network. (laughs) In Wendy's case, she had a nine-year-old install the app in her phone. Because if you don't know how to go to your App Store and install apps in your phone, find someone with only one digit in their name and they in their age, and they will know how to do it for you. You can, uh, you can also listen, if you're old school, listen to me, old school, you can listen on any podcast player. We're on iTunes, Spotify, etc. Just type in there, Horses in the Morning, and we'll pop right up. Never have to miss an le- episode again. And thank you very much to all of our sponsors, Pro Stride, Daily Dose Equine. That's the horse feed that P.T. Scooter eats, and he looks so fabulous on it. And it's available <laughs> nationwide through Chewy, Daily Dose Equine. And also the American Driving Society. Keep the shiny side up. <laughs> <laughs>